When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Support the podcast on Patreon by joining the It's All Cobblers to Me fan club. Every month, you'll receive access to exclusive bonus content, such as our Meet the Staff series, hear our player interviews before anyone else, and be invited to regular meetups. By joining the fan club, you'll be helping us to continue our sponsorship of NTFC women's player Abby Bruin, and enable us to keep the podcast and all our other content going to the high standards you expect. To join the fan club, go to patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me. Osman against Brad Jones to put Liverpool out of the cup and not that to three. Hello, welcome to It's All Cobblers to Me. What a difference a win makes, eh? Uh, my name's Charles. If you've not joined us before, then this is the podcast made by fans of Northampton Town Football Club for you. The fans of Northampton Town Football Club and any other fans of other teams that just choose to listen. <laughs> for whatever reason that they do that. Hi, Brian. Hi, Abs. Uh, there we go. Uh, joining me today, this week, is the ever-bearded Danny Brothers. Uh, Hi, Danny. You okay? I'm good. I thought you were going to add to that for a second. So, so did I for a second. Then I, I couldn't think of going. anything to add. I was, I was yeah. enjoying it. <laughs> You're enjoying it? Yeah. Uh, it's good. It's good. How's life treating you in Bristol? That's yeah, all good. As normal, really. As chickens are st- Actually, I've added to our chickens collection probably since I've last given a chicken update. We've now got nine chickens nine? in the back garden. Yeah, they needed some friends. So that's, that's oh. my chicken update for anybody who's listening on the edge of their seats every week, wondering why I haven't mentioned chickens for a while. <laughs> there you go. Oh, <laughs> fabulous, fabulous. And joining us this week is the... Well, the the host, the founder um, of Cobbler's Vlogs, the YouTube channel. It's Matt Sammons. Hi, Matt. How are you? I'm good. Thanks, Charles. Um, thanks for having me on. I haven't got any exciting chicken or pet stories to share, but yeah, glad to be on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> You're very welcome. I'm glad you could join us. Um, unfortunately, no Neil or Chesy this week. Um, they're perfectly fine before you start worrying. Uh, there's nothing wrong. Um, they're just very, very busy with their lives. And it's one of those things that we, we just have to deal with from time to time. So thank you to Matt for stepping in and joining us, just to just basically so that you didn't have to listen to just me and Danny. Because I, I, I don't know, that no, could be a bit. No one wants that. Yeah, no one wants. But it's that. good to have. Right. Good to have a professional on board as well. Uh, someone who's going oh, to talk about <laughs> <laughs> Someone who was doing this long before we were. Yeah. Oh dear, but yeah. So thank you very much, Matt. It's a pleasure to have you. Right. 
Let's get into it. There's loads to talk about this week, which is brilliant. But the very first thing is obviously something that's happened today. Now, we're recording on Monday night. So, earlier on today, Danny, it was announced that the Let Fans In campaign may well have won. Yeah, exciting. Exciting times. Um, obviously, there's this there's caveats of which tier we're going to be in. Uh, tier 1, I think they're letting up to about... 4,000 people, they're saying, can come in. I think Tier 2, if you're in Tier 2, you can have up to 2,000. Um, at this point, you kind of think, you know, if we can just, even if we're in Tier 2, that would be something, wouldn't it? And 2,000 people can still make a reasonable atmosphere. Um, and just, I think just to be in there, just if you're one of the people who goes and allowed to go, just to, just to go back and have that experience, it's been so long that it's just exciting to actually have a little bit of hope on the horizon that maybe we can go and, shout stuff at Keith again in person <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and uh, yeah it's 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 just that little bit of dangling hope in it I don't want to get too excited about it just yet actually not sure how it's going to pan out over the next couple of weeks but it's, it's definitely a glimmer of hope isn't it to get us in let us in let us in so we can watch some football well let well you say let us in actually out of the three of us here the only one of us that's probably going to be allowed to go is going to be you Matt yeah, um, yeah, I'm a season ticket holder, and I'm the. I think I'm the only one who lives in Northampton, aren't I? So, mm-hmm. hope, yeah, I don't know what it just depends on the um, on the cases, doesn't it? I guess, um, but on what tier we're in, and I'm just praying that just that we're in at least tier two, because then at least have a chance to go to maybe every other game if that's how they do it with season ticket holders. But yeah, as long as I get to go back, um, I've had been dreaming about it all summer. Um, I'm sure there'll be. I don't know. I'll probably get emotional or something. I don't know. But yeah, it'll be. All, it'll be probably a cringy sort of sounds quite cringy to say but it's probably true because it's just been that long um and yeah can't wait to just watch some football but we haven't had the Absolutely. chance either to um just properly celebrate have we like to and to yeah. show our like support and appreciation for what happened in the summertime what was it july wasn't it in the playoffs was it june july june, I remember june, 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 end of june so long yeah. ago that and i know that a lot of players have moved on and stuff but actually that first moment when, when they're walking out and it will be quite emotional, I think, because we've missed a huge chunk and a massive game in our history that we'll actually be good to go back and show our support for again, and just to just to just to thank the players that are still here, I guess. Yeah, I I, I think so, and it's just going to be that that thing of that that raw emotion will come out because. Okay, fans have been letting their emotions run wild over the last couple of months on social media, but you've got to remember that that is actually quite a, a vocal minority of supporters that are on social media. Um, doesn't matter whether they're, they're they're happy clappers, as you might say, or negative Nancys. Either way, they're actually the vast majority don't say a word on social media. Maybe that's because they're not on it. Um, so you do have to sort of always take whatever's being said on social media with a bit of a pinch, pinch of salt. I'm, I'm sure, you know, the players and, and, and Keith probably do. It's never nice to see, you know, horrible stuff being written on social media about you being rubbish or anything like that. But in equal measure, you can't take the plaudits on social media too far either um because it it isn't absolutely everybody it's not like twitter is a full-on canvas of the entire support so it's one of those i mean one thing that we should say is that of course it's up to four thousand fans or 50 percent capacity whichever number is smaller now I know our full capacity is just shy of 8,000, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So if Northampton is in Tier 1, then it'll probably be closer to maybe 3,500. And I think roughly that will take us just over the amount of season ticket holders we've got. So there may be a chance that the club might actually be able to make some money on ticket sales as well, which, who knows, might be a good thing. This is the time to go and build the stand right just to <laughs> take some plastic seats in there and just up the up the capacity a little bit just so we can get to half the get to that four thousand number stick a stick a load of them plastic chairs along the top of the east stand get the tractors oh, in yeah get the tractors in go on that's what that's where Jeff, jesse is <laughs> she's busy getting the tractors ready yeah. <laughs> in formation yeah <laughs> um and of course the first game that potentially could see Cobblers fans 
witnessing live is Doncaster at home on the 5th of December. Um, quite a quite a big match, actually, for the first game, isn't it? Doncaster uh, around in and around us, aren't they, in League One? I think so, aren't they? They're, um, I haven't got the table in front of me, but they're sort of a similar sort of, I guess, size to us in a way. Obviously, they've been in League One for a lot longer than us, but I guess if we sort of established ourselves, they're the sort of level that we'd be aiming for I guess um, but yeah it will be a big game um, and it's at home as well or you want to win all your home games and I guess the home advantage thing has gone away hasn't it over the sort of the last few months but with just home fans I think that sort of doubles the home advantage from maybe what it was before so yeah it'd be a big game and hopefully a big chance to get a win maybe um, but I was looking at the fixtures and that Fleetwood game on the First of December is is the day before we come out of lockdown, isn't it? Which was um, mm-hmm. a bit frustrating. We could have had two games in a week, but I guess we've got to sort of be be careful what we wish for at the minute, haven't we? So, yeah, I, in my in my mind, just just take it one step at a time yeah. and just just hope that we can have one fan in <laughs> to start it, yeah. off with. One would be an improvement. <laughs> just, uh, get, just get Gima in. Just <laughs> Yes, if there's one fan that should go in first, G was the one. Yes, definitely. Um, Doncaster, by the way, Danny, are currently in 11th place. Yeah, yeah. Um, 18 points, but they have played two games less than us. So, yeah, they're, they're a decent side, aren't they? We were saying in the preview a little, um, uh, before the season started that they were probably going to be in up, and, up and about there. They're, they know what they're doing, don't they? Well, you'd like to think so, I suppose. Uh, is it Darren that? Moore who's in charge of them? He's a decent manager, isn't he? Yes, yeah, I'm going to say yes. I don't know, I'm, I'm, but I'll fake it till I make it. Um, <laughs> so that's good news on that front. Um, let's go back in time a few days for some more good news. We won a game of football. Get in. <laughs> How long was really it going to take? Really good take? win as well. <laughs> it was, right, yeah. Um, I mean, what did you think of it, Matt? Uh, I was really, really surprised. Um, I guess I heard somebody saw or saw someone somewhere said something about they sort of had in the back of their mind that when Keith Curl's under pressure, he seems to just pull it out the bag. Um, and I guess that's exactly what he did. And he must have there must have been something going on in the week t- for him to get them up for that because people are saying he had no idea where it came from. But I guess we saw it in in sort of dribs and drabs last season when um, maybe things weren't going our way or or whatever. We sort of managed to pull something out of somewhere when the pressure was on and we did it again on Saturday and hopefully we can carry that momentum through for, you know, another sort of through the Christmas period, I guess. Um, mm. yeah, so yeah, um, really good win. And um, I think it just shows when the pressure's on Keith Kerr, which I think it was a bit from the fans on Twitter um, that he can deliver and, you know, can pull us through. Danny, there were a few fans maybe suggesting that it was more a case of Burton being terrible than us being good. What was your view of it? Um, I think it was a bit of both. Again, they weren't great, were they? But I think it was slightly different to Wigan because when we played Wigan a couple of weeks ago, they were terrible and we weren't that much better. But I think actually on the weekend, we were better and we fully deserved to win. Um, I think our whole setup was... A lot better like how we lined up we had players like round pegs and round holes basically and people doing jobs that they know how to do um there wasn't any, anything being tested out we knew exactly what to expect from from everyone obviously helped having the likes of sean mcwilliams back i think he i thought he cool. played really well and just the, just the difference he makes to this to the side in terms of his his tackling and getting into them and just Leading by example, he's becoming a little bit of a leader on the pitch because he just he properly gets into people. He's he's starting to be a bit more vocal on the pitch. He's sort of trying to win that place permanently now. And whether we'll keep it for Tuesday, I'm not sure based on fitness. But yeah, he he just made such a difference in there, and it allowed Sowerby to get on a little bit. Allowed Hoskins um, Hoskins Holmes to do what he can do. Um, I think having Hoskins at wing back helped worked as well. He knows what he's doing there. Um, adds a little bit of pace to the wings as well and so many good performances and I don't think you can properly put it on just Burton being bad I think we actually played pretty well yeah on on Saturday night 
So Neil and I went live on Facebook for our very first post-game live stream, um, which we'll be doing for the well for the next few uh, Saturday games um, that we play. Can we get um, f- five till six on Facebook on uh, facebook.com forward slash it's all cobblers. Um, rather enjoyable hour was had from my point of view. And on there, we were talking about how there were Sean McWilliams, um, Mark Marshall, um, who else was it? Um, Harry Smith up front. Yeah, Chuck. And had a good game as well. And Chuck. Yeah. Those were the kind of the four players that seemed to really spearhead that um, that win and, and that performance. Um, Sheehan as well. He had a great game. I mean, don't forget, it was his cross or his free kick cross that, that we scored from in the first, well, second minute of the game, wasn't it? So, I mean, how important do you think that those players are going to be moving forward, Matt? Do you think they're going to be the four players that, may, maybe not Caleb so much, but those other three, McWilliams, Marshall, um, Sheehan, do you reckon that they're going to be stalwarts and have to play now? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think McWilliams has got to sort of edge his way back into the team because he's injured and we can't afford... He was injured, sorry, and we can't afford for him to get injured again. And like Danny said, in terms of the flying in with the tackles and being aggressive and all that sort of stuff that he was doing on Saturday that you know we were used to seeing him do before he got injured, um, I think was really good to see because maybe when a player's been injured for as long as he has, they might not you know, have that, you know, aggression in them. They might not be going in for challenges to, you know, because they're afraid of, you know, getting injured again. Um, in terms of Sheehan, um, he's definitely sort of that replacement for McCormack. He's not quite the same. He's not going to start, you know, booting balls at goalkeepers when they're on the floor and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> but um, he's definitely that leader at the back, isn't he? And it was, I said in my video, it's really nice not to have to talk about the back three and what they're doing wrong. It's nice to talk about those players that are further forward. I think Sowerby has been somebody that I've not been um, the biggest fan of recently. And again, he was really good, played that brilliant pass through to Smith. And then, yeah, Smith was, um, I think we made the best of his qualities as well in terms of the first goal was a header that a target man like him should be scoring. And the second one, he showed his pace to sort of, you know, get him behind and put it away. So I think they're, they're going to be massive. And the experience of like Chris Lyons when he came on to get the goal as well, I thought was good. And um, I think Marshall is someone that's going quite under the radar. Um, he came on at Wembley and was unbelievable as well, wasn't he? So mm. he was good again yesterday. And I think he's quite underrated. I think he's quite a good technical footballer, but he might not be I don't know, the, the, the fittest in the squad. And that's probably why he's not getting the minutes that maybe he deserves based on his performance on Saturday and previous stuff. But yeah, they're definitely four or five key players that need to be in there every week. And then I think you can rotate the likes of I don't know, some of the, the, maybe the wingers or, you know, the back three can be rotated. But I think those sort of five, Sheehan, McWilliams, um, Smith, Holmes as well was someone um, that was good in that sort of 10 role, wasn't he? They all need to sort of try and be in there as much as possible, which isn't always possible um, with the Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday situation that we're in, the, in at the minute. But yeah, two or three of them in there each game. And I think we'll be all right. Yeah, I, I think... Danny, one of the things before kickoff, so when the team sheet was announced, you were quite happy. I won't say excited, but you kind of said that's the team you wanted to see. Was that including Chukwamaka starting, or was that still a bit of a surprise for you? It's a little bit of a surprise, I think, with Chuck starting with um, Harry Smith just having two big men on there. But I think it actually worked in terms of ruffling Burton's feathers a little bit, and I think it's probably his best game for us as well. Um, at the end, I, I probably would have put Danny Rose in from the start as well as Smith, but with Ricky doing the, what he does behind them, I think it actually worked quite well. And I think Caleb showed a lot more mobility to his game than we've seen before on Saturday. He was putting himself about a lot more, and he was a little, little bit more with the ball at his feet and trying to take take the ball past people and stuff. And I think they actually complemented each other quite well. And it wasn't just a hoof job; it was a let's play it up there and try and make it stick a bit more. And I think we played to both of their strengths and particularly Harry he had such a good game and he, because we're playing to his strengths a bit more and not just aimlessly hoofing it up to him is, is actually being a bit more clever about it. Yeah, Smith deserves a lot of plaudits, yeah. I think, based on his performance on Saturday, doesn't he? Um, I mean, we have to ask the question, is this going to be the catalyst? <laughs> What's it what for? Well, for hopefully... <laughs> 
several things so first of all for getting some more points on the board some more wins would be nice wouldn't it starting with Rochdale Tuesday night um but also do you think it might be a catalyst for or the time when the fans start to see that either we're not really as bad as social media has led us to believe or that expectations have maybe got to be tempered a little bit um, I think we're going to have a lot of it during the season. This we're going to have um, wins that are going to be good enough to keep us up, um, and we're going to probably go on a couple of frustrating wins like we like we have been doing. I just think it it's got that feel of a bit of an inconsistent season, but we've got to just put those runs behind us and win the games we could win. I think I saw a graphic on Twitter on Saturday night where it shows that we've beaten the bottom three and there's Bristol Rovers was the only one that was a little bit out, out on that and we've lost to a lot of the teams that are right at the top um, and it's going to start evening itself out a bit in the league but what we've got to do now is just try and yeah just take these performances into the ones against higher teams and show that confidence that we can go match instead of just sitting back and just take just take what we've done that here and do it against someone else good tactics isn't it Good tactics. Good tactics. That's what I mean, we Tuesday like. will be important because I think coming up Tuesday again, we've got probably a chance to rotate again and we don't want that. We actually want something like this again and just go and do it all over again. But we probably can't because of the the quick turnaround for it. So we'll probably see changes well, again. You, and you just hope that we just everything just sticks again and we get another three points because there's another huge game in that. You say that, but do. we've do got a weekend it. free. No, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah, we have got weekend free, thanks to uh, our friends down at Oxford City. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we do. I mean, it might mean that in it allows Keith to rather than you know change for um, fitness reasons, he can just go with a, a team based on his own tactics for this individual game. And he doesn't necessarily need to worry too much about, or oh, we need to make sure that X players fit for Saturday because actually they don't need to be. They just need to be fit for a week on Tuesday. So they've got, they're going to have a full week to recover after this game on against Rochdale. So that's got to be a positive. And I, I think it will probably lead to us maybe seeing a more settled team maybe i would like to see the same starting lineup it's not going to happen is it matt let's be honest when was the last time that keith curl named an unchanged side even in the playoffs when we were playing well i think he still changed it up didn't he so yeah um probably i don't think he will um keep it the same but then who does he bring in does he bring in rose and try and get him to replicate what um, Chuck Mika was doing does he bring in you know I don't know lines in the midfield who might not even be fit enough to play a full 90 so yeah it's a tough one but I think um, we can sort of allow ourselves to maybe go for it a little bit more um, against Rochdale because obviously like you said we haven't got the Saturday game and um, I think the break will be good for us because it's Fleetwood isn't it the week after that we're playing um, mm-hmm. and they're up there again this season like they were last year and they're a really good organised side under Joey Barton aren't they so yeah I think Maybe one or two changes, um, maybe in midfield and out wide, but otherwise I can't really see too much being changed. But again, you never know what the fitness is like, what you know, how long they're getting to recover and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, definitely. I mean, one really good thing actually, thinking that I've not managed to do that, is that that win has given me an opportunity, Danny, to press this button. What a game! Yes, I've heard that one for a while. <laughs> and uh that's it you probably won't hear that for a while later (laughs) now either Uh, (laughs) moving on um, just quickly before we move on really good to see chris lines back actually um oh yes i'm glad you mentioned that yes we were all a bit wondering where he'd been yeah he's been like completely out out of the squad and stuff but he's never been one to kick up a fuss i don't know what's happened with him or, or anything like that but it's never picked up any sort of first one. He's not the team. He's always coming in and did a really professional job. And I think it's actually at this time when we need points and we need somebody to to come on even and just close the game down and help us to keep the ball and stuff. I, I think we've missed him coming on. Um, mm. And yeah, just in general, just good to see him back, isn't it? Get him in there. Get him in there. Get him in. I mean, to be honest, I kind of want him to be starting. 
I mean, I, I'm not saying that there's the, saying there's, that there's players players from outside the squad from the other day that um, you know should be dropped. I'm, I've just always kind of said, like Chris Lines, and I think he should be playing. Um, Who do you put him in? Do you put him in for? Uh, so be then. I don't know, Danny. I don't. Not just taking put him Ricky on the pitch. Get him in. Take Ricky out. I'm not, I'm not taking anyone out. <laughs> well, we got 12 players. Yeah, 12 players That's on the pitch at the same time. Why Sneak not? Him in there. Sneaking a little cross <laughs> lines. No one will notice him. <laughs> uh, not until he uh, he pops up with a, a tremendous volley. Oh, that was reminiscent of that way. goal he scored last season, wasn't it? Just the, the, the goal post. of the season. See, no one sees yeah. him. That's the thing. You sneak one as a 12 I think if he'd hit it. Pops up. Oh, oh, beautiful, wasn't it? Loved it. What a what game. A game. <laughs> uh, right, moving on. Danny, mm. five years ago, Ooh. what were you doing? Uh, celebrating my 15th birthday, Charles, as you know. <laughs> Even I wasn't doing that. <laughs> oh. this is what happens. you've got someone in who's even younger than jeffy is this is it's not good you <laughs> showing you up daddy yeah exactly. that's what i'm doing that's all it's for it's a young person's game this podcast it, it is isn't it uh five years ago what was i doing i was probably just recovering from that coventry game um, and then what a game, game it was eh? and uh yeah and the knots county stuff and oh yeah just didn't bear think about does it it doesn't, yeah. It's five years since Kelvin Thomas and David Bauer took over at uh, the PTS Academy Stadium. Uh, five years since that game at Coventry, where we all went thinking this could be the last ever game that we witness the Cobblers playing in the form that they are in. Um, it seems such a long time ago, and yet, in the grand scheme of things, it's 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 not really, is it? Five years has gone by in a flash. Has a lot lots happened. We've gone up and down since then, as well. I mean, it's been, <laughs> been a lot of. Uh, I'm not just talking about the stand either, but um, hey. it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's it seems when you say five years, it doesn't seem it seems like it's been longer than that. But um, he just come in and he's come in and stabilised the club, and from where we were then, if you look back then as to we could have been the, the first kind of Berry or Macclesfield that actually from what he's done a pretty good job in the last five years. I know he's got a lot of stick and stuff, but you know, actually from where we were to where we are now, it's it's not too bad, is it? Well I suppose in a way you could say that we are now a division above where we were when he came in. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Granted, we went back down after doing it once, but you know, <laughs> yeah, taking the same. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I mean, yeah, and and yes, okay. The 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 stand. I mean, it's not exactly the same way, is it? That that it was uh, when he when he first came in, but not an awful lot has changed to it. Yes, there's some seats in it. Yes, if we were allowed to go to the football at the moment, we could sit in there. But I mean. Progress has been slow on that front. But then again, you might suggest that progress has been slow on the pitch as well. So uh, it's one of those, isn't it? Um, I, I just want to sort of talk about memories of what it was like before that takeover. I mean, is there anything that sticks out for you, Matt? I mean, you'd have probably only been about seven, wouldn't you? <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, um, I th- yeah, I think I was maybe 12, something like that, 12, 13. So... It was kind of just, to me, it was more to do with the money side of things that 10 million had gone missing. And I was sort of the attitude, well, why can't we just find it from somewhere? Or, you know, but I obviously didn't know all the sort of <laughs> all the legal stuff behind it and all that sort of stuff. Which um, So it never really, at that time, I was obviously a, a Cobblers fan, but it never really um, impacted me. I, I never, I don't think I was ever hit by the fact that I may not have a football club to support. Um Whereas I think that would obviously hit a lot harder now, now that I've obviously, um, I'm obviously so involved in it with the stuff that I do on YouTube and obviously season ticket holder ever since that season. So the only thing I really remember um, before that time was the, uh, the Chris Wilder rant. That was pretty much all I remember about it. That was sort of the first time I was properly, um, I guess, made aware of it because my dad may not have wanted me to, know about it in case i don't know it might may, may upset me or whatever so yeah I, it, it was a time that i wasn't really sort of 
as invested in the club as I am now. So I don't really remember that much about it. Um, I was never told that the Coventry game, I obviously know now, but I never knew that that could have been our last game. Um, I just thought it was a big FA Cup occasion where we were playing for the championship side then. Um, so I just thought it was a big occasion, all that sort of stuff. I didn't wasn't really too aware of it, apart from that £10 million had gone missing and we didn't have a stand. Yeah, um, I, I can remember Danny being really, really, really worried. I went to that Coventry game thinking, this is it. Yeah, I think um, a lot of us did, didn't we? Yeah, it was a... Oh, it, uh, do you know what? Even thinking about it, it, I get quite emotional. Like, I remember at the time just feeling really sad, mm. but also in a way a little bit happy. And do you know what? The only t- other time that I think I can remember feeling that way was at Wembley in 98 after we'd lost. Now, I was quite young then, so, you know, it, you know, it, I was upset at having lost and it felt like the whole world had been taken out from underneath me that day. And actually, it, it nearly did happen in that game against Coventry, that being the last one. Um, you know, all that happened to, at Wembley in 98 was we didn't go up to the what was then Division 1. Um, Coventry could have been literally the last professional game that we'd seen in Northampton. Mm. It was that, like, um, there probably wasn't that much of better game than we could have had that day either like if it, if it had been like Peterborough away or something there would have been trouble because everyone had been like really wound up and emotional and stuff but in Coventry there were a lot more sort of friendly arrivals I guess to us that and we could take a massive crowd to it um obviously they were in the league above at that point as well so to to go and cause an upset yeah I don't even actually I probably just remember us going there and not even thinking about it being the FA Cup it's more like this is an occasion mm. more than anything it's like yeah, you know, we probably won't be in there for round two, whatever happens. So, it you probably it was more of the occasion and the the club to show what they're all about. And it's it's that kind of occasion that we constantly come big at in terms of Cobblers fans. We we'll always turn up in numbers. We'll always get emotional. We'll always like properly passionately get behind the club and stuff. And and it did just feel like it was a, not a celebration, but just a a kind of coming together of everyone just to show people what the club meant to us and. Whether people were watching that day, I'm not sure. Whether Calvin Thompson was watching that day, I'm not sure. But but you look at it that day, and you think how much potential the club has. And yeah, we come back to it last year as well with Derby and and things like that. That that those nights you just remember because we come out and we we properly we're so passionate about the club. And, it, and that day, it just it felt like everything was potentially coming to an end. But it was our last chance to actually show this is what we're about. Yeah, yeah, it really was. So, uh, five years of Kelvin Thomas at the helm. Any favourite or particular moments that you remember from those last five years? Matt, anything stick out for you? Um, probably the day we got the actual promotion, not the day we won the league. When we um, played, was it Bristol, I think Bristol Rovers we played at home? Um, and they had a packed out away end. We obviously sold out the home end. And I just remember everybody was on the pitch and they were standing, all the players came out afterwards after the promotion had been confirmed um, and they were all standing um, on the sort of bit above the tunnel, if you know what I mean. Um, mm-hmm. And Kelvin Thomas, I just remember seeing him up there in the director's box and there's only one Kelvin Thomas was being, you know, chanted for, it must've gone on for, you know, five minutes or so. Um, Cause I think people that day really realized what, well, definitely for me really realized what impact he'd had and that he'd pretty much saved us. And that without that, we wouldn't have been stood there on that pitch um, at that time. So that's probably my only main memory is, um, yeah, him him uh, stood in that director's box, just, you know, really all the fans chanting at him, um, just really looking pleased with what he's done. And then the other one um, was when he came on to the uh, Facebook Live thing he did after Wembley and he was drunk. That was quite funny. Well, well maybe not drunk, but slightly uh, tipsy. We'll say. He was happy. <laughs> yeah. He was merry. Yeah, he was merry. Yeah, we'll go with that. So, yeah, Danny, that's, well, that's pretty much it. Yeah, the the Facebook live one was what was going to be my moment. I took from Kelvin just um, shows this human side as well, I think, doesn't it? And the, he just yeah. he came on within a few minutes' notice. I think he just popped on and said hello. Did he come on twice? I can't remember. But well, yeah, it was the, it was the second time that he came on that that I remember more. <laughs> I'm quite surprised I do remember he it to back, be honest. But <laughs> I'm sure he came on at the start and then he popped back on 
or something. I, I don't know. It's all a bit of a haze. Yeah. Well, but um, it was so we'd sent him a message saying, "Oh, here's the." Li-. I'd sent him a message and just said, "Here's the link. Come on," um, and he did. And then he just kept the message and then came back in randomly towards the end. And it was like yeah. well after midnight yeah. when he came <laughs> back on. Obviously not his time, but yeah, yeah it was. Um, yeah, and he still hadn't jumped in the pool, had he? Yeah, not yet. No, I'm sure he did later. <laughs> but it, um, he's a decent bloke, though, and he's um, you know you're not going to get many chairmen who are going to come on and do that on, on a, especially on such a public forum. And I know we it's easy to do when we're we've just won promotion, but he's always been someone you feel like you can approach and someone you can chat to and send mm-hmm. him questions. I know Neil does it about a hundred times a day, sends him questions, but it's it's always felt like he, you can ask him and challenge him and stuff if um, and he'll give you that time and space to do it. So I think I think we're in decent hands, aren't we? Absolutely. Um, moving forward, then for the future, is there anything in particular you'd like to see him you, here and now, Danny? Mm-hmm. If there's one thing that you would like to see Kelvin Thomas and, and David Bauer do in the next five years, what would it be? Um, singing "It Takes Two as a duet on the on the uh, on the stage at Sixfields after they've created a giant festival um, for the summer. <laughs> with, uh, Fantastic. with Nicky Adams on drum that's <laughs> <Not some> realistic <laughs> I like it Matt what would yours be if, there, if if Kelvin was here right now and don't worry I'm not going to unveil him <laughs> uh, <laughs> what would be what would be the one thing that you'd like to see him do in the next five years um, but a, yeah the tribute act idea sounds quite good but um, being a bit more realistic um, I, I guess just be sustainable and keep us in league one um and i think he's always said he's quite open to sell but he'll only sell to the right person which i think um as long as he keeps the best interest of the club and the fans and everything at heart then i think that's all we can ask for really as long as we're sustainable um i think he's kind of starting to do it now maybe giving managers a bit more time um i know he's obviously openly admitted that he um maybe may have may have made some wrong decisions in the past to do with managers but just yeah just sustainability really um i think that's all any sort of football fan could ask for um okay for their club and their and their owner okay well um seeing as neither of you two took the bait i'll do it <laughs> finish the east stand kelvin come on um yeah, right. i could have said that but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was there like a just 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 a bit of bait for you. You didn't take it. Absolutely shocking. We'll be back in a moment. Do you enjoy it's all cobblers to me? Do you want more cobblers related podcast content and to feel all warm and fuzzy inside? Well, now you can sign up to support the podcast on Patreon. From as little as two pounds per month, you'll receive access to additional content such as. Q&As, meetups, a night of passion with Neil, merchandise and bonus episodes. And you'll be supporting us to keep bringing you a weekly podcast about the biggest and best football team in the world of Northampton. Go to patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me right now. One night with Neil may not be passionate to the naked eye and may require years of counselling afterwards for which we are not liable. Yes, and if you do sign up to our Patreon, you can now join our Slack channel, which, um, Danny, I have to say, well done. Fabulous idea. I think this is enjoyable, isn't it? If anybody doesn't know what Slack is, it's basically an online community where you can uh, come and leave messages and funny videos and stuff and chat about the cobblers. We have some decent chat going on on Match Day as well. We've got a Match Day live channel going on in there where we've been chatting to our patrons. Um, yeah, it's good. I don't think all of them are in there just yet but we're, we're getting there and uh we've got some good stuff going on in there so come and join us it's come cool. and join us my, indeed my and safe fuzzy place to hang out oh that's lovely that is and the christmas bourbon that's coming around again <laughs> <laughs> everyone likes christmas bourbon don't they yeah. that's that's it um right we have got um a couple of things uh, to say first of all starting off with a big happy birthday to our ntfc women's player that we sponsor um it was abby bruin's birthday at the weekend so a big happy birthday to abby obviously um no ntfc women's football taking place at the moment hopefully by the sounds of it once lockdown is ended on december the 2nd cobblers ladies can get going again 
sorry, NTFC women can get going again. There you go, Danny. I'll correct <laughs> myself before you correct me. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we're, hopefully we will see the women back in action pretty soon. Um, the Cobblers were, of course, drawn away to Exeter in the Papa John's Trophy. Um, looking forward to that. Exeter looking for some sort of revenge, do you think, Matt? Yeah, they'll be getting a... Um... Some sort of yeah, looking for some sort of slice of revenge. I'm sure it'd be a, a good tie. Um, sorry. Oh, here we go. Oh, he, he's got his feet under the table. Yeah, like, and he's yeah. gone straight in nice, with a pizza nice related part. slice of revenge. I'm trying to think. Of, yeah, I'm sure it would just be a nice classic crisp Tuesday evening down in Exeter, wouldn't it? So yeah, it'd be a, it'd be a good one. Do you want me to just log out? Shall I just... Yeah, yeah, I think you should go. Where's Neil? <laughs> yeah. Just hope we don't get stuffed, right? Oh, right. God. Moving on, the youth team beat Gillingham 2-0. <laughs> I just got that. <laughs> oh, that. Poor you. Oh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the youth team beat Gillingham 2-0, thanks to late goals from Leon Cross and Tommy Curry. Is that his actual name, Daddy? <laughs> it is, yeah. Why wouldn't it be his name? I don't know. It's, it's just after all these pizza-based jokes, I was worried that you'd have changed the uh, running order no, like no, Neil no. sometimes no. does. <laughs> okay, jolly good. He's gone Good. The youth team are doing quite well at the moment, aren't they? Yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah. Setting the setting the standard, and uh, likes of Liam Cross actually doing well. Max Dyche is in there as well, obviously. Dyche. Uh, Sean Dyche's son getting up. It's, it's um, coming through quite well. So it's good to yeah, good to see him doing well and winning games. It's I want I, yeah, it, it'd be good to actually see them play at some point as well because you you do like to see some of them come through. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah, it would be. Quite good. There's um, a pathway, right Charles. Then. Obviously, the pathway. Um, they do the fundamentals right. They'll they'll uh, follow the pathway to the yellow brick road and feature in the first day. <laughs> the yellow brick road. <laughs> yeah. Crikey! Uh, well, from that pile of nonsense to this. Postman Neil, Postman Neil, Postman Neil, and your letters of distaste and disgust. Now, to be fair, some of the stuff that we've actually got in the postbag this week is quite positive. It's really nice. Yeah. Um, Matt's postbag Mel- is actually filled with Plymouth fans just having a go at him. <laughs> <laughs> we tried to fill his postbag, but we just full of hate mail. Yeah. Now, this is a safe place for Matt to come and not be bothered by other fans of other football clubs, <laughs> especially ones that he winds up. Um, Malcolm <laughs> Butler. Malcolm Butler sent us a message. Actually, um, most of these are through our Slack channel, aren't they, Danny? They are. We've got um, Neil's Postbags channel in there as well. Another reason to sign up so you can throw us all mail directly. Yes. Yeah, so Malcolm Butler says, No doubt after Saturday's performance, Neil's sack will be bulging. <laughs> and quite rightly so. Unfortunately, he's not here for me to check, but the doctor did tell me that it will go down in a couple of weeks. Uh, <laughs> just for a minute, let me transport you to a parallel universe where COVID-19 never happened, says Malcolm. Here's the hypothetical big question. Cobblers got promoted via the playoffs in front of 40,000 ecstatic town fans at Wembley. Our results since promotion have been exactly as they are on planet coronavirus, but have been played in front of the paying public. The $64,000 question is this. Is KC still our manager? Uh, Malcolm says, my own take is an emphatic yes. I hope that we'd have been realistic enough to know that League One would be tough going. And so it has proved to be, but grounded enough to know that survival should be our overriding aim. You can, if you want, ask the same in the Premier League. Bramall Lane, full house. Would Sheffield United be bottom and winless? And would Sir Chris still have a job? Anyway, keep up the great work. And I promise I'll go out for a walk on Tuesday night. That's from Malcolm Butler. Um, $64,000 question to you then, Danny. In that parallel universe, do you think Keith Kerr would still be our manager? Yeah, yeah, I think he would, wouldn't he? I think probably even more so. Uh, We probably would have picked up a few more points, I think. Um, I'm thinking back to probably the first home game of the season. We would have properly been up for it, wouldn't we, as, as a home fans? That Wimbledon. might, yeah, might have given us a bit of an edge over Wimbledon. Probably, uh, actually, no, actually, so going back to what you see, saying our results since promotion have been exactly the same, so that's all rubbish. Um, but yeah, I do. I think he would have got some slack last week after the Oxford game. 
we really would have been expecting a lot more from that. And I think we got that performance that we should have got after the Oxford game on Saturday. Um, and I think, who did we even play? Atkinson, wasn't it? I think he would have been getting a lot of slack from the sidelines against Atkinson. Probably rightly so, but yeah, I do think he would have been still in a job. I don't think too much would have changed at this point. When you when you say slack, do you mean flack? Uh, yes, I've got slack on the mind, Charles. Sorry, flack. You have. Yes. Flack just, is the word, yes. It's out there. Flack is the word you're looking for. It I is. thought so. Thank you. <laughs> um, Matt, do you think that's a fair comment to make? Do you think he'd have been under more pressure if fans were in the grounds? Yeah, I think so. Um, I think we're quite quick to turn, aren't we, against managers? Um, generally, when things don't go our way like, like they haven't been. But I don't think Kelvin Thomas, like I mentioned earlier, I don't think he would have maybe made the, I guess, in speech marks, mistake um, of getting rid of him after what happened last time we sacked someone um, sort of a bit further in, I guess, to a League One season in, in Rob Page and um, Edinburgh as well. So... Yeah, I guess it's fair enough. I think he would have would still be in a job. I think he'll still be in a job by the end of this season unless something goes dramatically wrong. Yeah, I, th- I think you're probably right. I don't see him as uh, as being under threat, his job under threat, I wouldn't have thought. Um, not this season, not unless. I think I saw somebody say on Twitter, actually, that they think that, that his job is safe as long as we're not sort of nine points adrift at the bottom of the league, mm. um, which... I, I think I'd agree with. I, I can't see why you would, you know, sack him when, especially if you take into account how we got promoted, um, what was happening at the time. If we go way back to to March, that that last game of the League Two season for us against Mansfield, my word, that doesn't bear thinking <laughs> about. Sam Hoskins got a red card, of course, Danny. I'm sure yeah. you've never forgotten. Long um, yeah, and I, I just. I, you know, who knows? I mean, never say never, but it didn't look good, did it, for uh, us going on a promotion charge at that point. So to get into the playoffs and then to win them as well, especially after that first leg shocker, um, you know, was a. it's definitely given him a, a, a chance, hasn't it? curl and, and given him a platform to build on and, and, and essentially a bit of a free ride, not necessarily from the fans, but I think from the chairman, I think when you look at it and you sort of look at what level-headed people within the club will will be thinking, because don't forget, these sort of decisions should really be being made by the people that are clear and level-headed about it and not just doing knee-jerk reactions like us fans. And, you know, that's all three of us. Uh, Neil, Chesy as well, and, and probably the vast majority of the fan base are all pretty knee-jerk. So... Yeah, I do think that he'll be pretty safe for this season. Um, Moving on, Roz Spokes. uh, Hi, Roz. Um, Roz has asked, thoughts for thoughts on the club's missive about training pitches. We did speak a little bit about this last week, didn't we? But training on the PTS really is not doing us any favour on match days. And I suppose one example, Matt, that you could use is to look at Burton on Saturday. Good pitch. And we played some nice football. You can't really do that at six fields at the moment, can you? Yeah, I was thinking about that as you were, um, as I was reading it. Um, yeah, I think it's a tough one, really, because we don't know. Like you said, I know you guys said on the pod last week, you don't know what the sort of contractual agreements are with Moulton College and stuff like that. But there's got to be some sort of alternative shortly. There's got maybe a three G pitch. I don't know, but I guess that's kind of for the club to figure out. Um, it's a difficult one, really, because they, you guys said about the privacy thing last week, and I didn't. I didn't read the statement. There was a statement put out, wasn't there? I don't think I um, read it, but you guys said about last week how maybe they were disturbed or whatever. Um, and it made me think back to a time where um, the Saints came to my school um, and trained on the rugby pitches down the bottom, and most of the school was sort of on the bank watching, um, and then they all sort of came over and, and took photos and whatever afterwards, which which was quite nice. So. Yeah, the privacy thing seems a bit strange um, because unless you're a complete idiot, you're not going to go running over and you know interrupting their training sessions or whatever are you? You know, um, yeah, it's a strange one. I guess it is what it is. You can't really do much about it, and if the club don't want to do much about it in terms of going back to Moulton College, then I guess that's up to them. Really, this is yeah, it's quite a difficult one. I think. 
what are your thoughts, Danny? I mean, obviously there's quite a big space behind the east stand that mm. once upon a time could have been used as a as a training pitch. I think it was, wasn't it? At some point when the athletic track was there and stuff. Mm-hmm. Pretty sure we were training over there. Um, um, but yeah, it, it sounds like it's a lot to do with COVID stuff, doesn't it? With, when um, James White released this statement, I think in response to the trust who were asking the question about it, he wrote this really long statement, which is really helpful. Um, it looks like they'd identified the area at Mon College where they wanted to put a little bit more in, some more changing rooms and offices, like so they could have a whole section where they could train within Morton College. Um, and obviously the lockdown here and everything was thrown into a little bit of chaos and stuff. So financially, it just didn't work out at the moment um, to do that. Um, I think he says at the end, we, we're now moving to the time where he expects more training sessions to take place at Morton College. So it looks like they might be able to go back there at some point. Um, but it really isn't ideal to be training on the pitches. It, it's, um, it's just cutting up so much. I know he's saying all about you know, there's less grass growing and stuff and a lot more wet weather and all this kind of thing, but it just doesn't, it's not ideal at all. And like you said, go to Burton and we've actually played pretty decent football. So let's just play everything away from home. Mm. <laughs> so I, I don't hold up too many hopes for Rochdale based on past experiences there, but we'll see. That's it, isn't it? Rochdale just isn't the happiest of hunting grounds, I don't think, especially not when I've, been there and, and watched us play I, I, I remember years and years and years ago maybe 20 odd years ago I remember David Hunt getting sent off there um and we were yeah I, I don't know why that sticks in the mind but there we go so um hopefully yes there will be a situation where we'll be able to stop training on the six fields pitch in the very near future uh Jonathan Hillier he simply put and asked, next time we get promoted from League Two in three or four years' time, this is all tongue-in-cheek, can we just turn down the promotion? This will save us going through this merry dance yet again. No comment. No comment needed. No is the answer to that. Jonathan. That's not no is rules. the answer. Um, can't turn it down. <laughs> uh, and finally in the post bag this week uh, on Twitter James the great Subnati I think that is uh, at the great Subnati on Twitter he simply says can't wait to listen it's always a guaranteed laugh and a show of brilliant hosts Ooh. don't quite know how that made that into the post bag this week he wasn't talking about deal or no deal or something <laughs> deal or no deal's only got one host Unless you're Bankers counting the banker. No, I always count the banker. Always what's count a, the banker. What's a subnati, by the way? I've got no idea, and part of me is a bit scared to find out. <laughs> Fair enough. But yeah, thanks, James. <laughs> it's, it is nice to get nice comments. Always nice to yeah. get nice comments. Glad um, someone does. <laughs> 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 oh, Matt, come on, let's talk about it, shall we? So, <laughs> Matt, for those of you that don't know, Matt runs the Cobblers Vlogs YouTube channel. Um, you've been doing so for how many years? Hmm, uh, I think I've been doing it for about six years, but Cobblers related for four years, something like that. Okay. Um, and what 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 is it you tend to do on, on there? Is it is it previews and reviews of the match and things like that? Yeah, so I used to do, um, back in the day, I used to sort of do match day vlogs, so bringing the experience of the ground and being inside the, the, the stadium um, sort of to fans. Um, and obviously I was, I'm was i sort of sit in the upper left or whatever you, right, whatever you want to call it, at the um, West Stand, so that's where I guess the atmosphere is. So I was just bringing that sort of experience to the fan, to people at home, whatever. Um, and then there's some sort of EFL regulation that you're not allowed to film at games and then put it on the internet. So I just sort of didn't want to argue about it and just sort of went with it. So yeah, ever since we've been doing previews and sort of analysis, post-match analysis, um, which is kind of what you guys do, but for a much shorter, in a much shortened version. Um, and for maybe a sort of a younger audience, I guess. What are you trying to say? <laughs> I'm not trying to say anything. I'm just saying maybe more people <laughs> my age would watch my videos. And people your age listen to the pod. And now I'm just digging myself deeper and deeper. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll yeah. take that spade off you, mate, and, yeah. uh, and we'll talk. Yeah, so, so come on, tell tell us what happened with Plymouth. Um, so, I don't know, I, I guess it was 
kind of way of getting views. I saw that you guys, what um, Chessie said about Plymouth fans think they're better than they actually are. Um, and I saw that you got loads of sort of responses. So I was sort of like, yeah, I'll, I'll jump onto that as well then. So I said, um, I sort of shouted at the camera. I was like, well done. You've just beaten Northampton Town. We are 22nd in League One. Um, and that sort of, yeah, I guess you could say went viral. Um, and they <laughs> sort of, yeah, just took the mick out of that. Um, and then they lost 5-1 to Fleetwood on Saturday. Um, and during the week last week, they sent they um, one of their accounts had put me in their sort of top 10 most hated opposition YouTubers or something. So I was like, oh, great. So <laughs> it was perfect. It is perfect that they lost 5-1 on Saturday. Um, so uh, I just tweeted on the Cobbler Vlogs account, hi there, Plymouth fans, it's your uh, third most hated vlogger here. How's your afternoon doing? And then in the comments, <laughs> they were just at it again. I was like, yeah, this is just, this is what I need on Saturday afternoon. Cobblers have won, Posh have lost, um, and Plymouth are 5-1 down, and their fans are, are all wound up. So yeah, it's, it's just a bit of fun really, isn't it? But they started getting a bit nasty, so I just sort of thought, yeah, okay, we'll just, <laughs> now we can drop it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, drop it now. Leave it yeah. like that. Yeah. I, I, I feel a bit responsible then. I didn't realise that you decided to jump on um, our bit of clickbait that we'd used. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I knew I knew it sort of got responses and stuff like that. So I was like, well, if they can do it, I surely have got half a chance to do it on YouTube as well. Oh, fair enough, fair enough. Um, so... How do people go and watch your videos, Matt? What's the what's the link? What's the the search term? Yeah, just um, go onto YouTube and just type in um, Cobbler's Vlogs. Um, just you know, spell how it sounds. Um, and yeah, there's our Twitter and Instagram as well, which are just at Cobbler's Vlogs, so you'll be able to find it nice and easily. Um, just hit subscribe; it's free. So. Um, and yeah, then you'll just get notifications whenever I upload, um, usually on a Friday. And then we're sort of this season aiming to try and get our sort of um, reviews out within sort of an hour of the match finishing, just so it's nice and instant. And while it's fresh in your mind, you can maybe see what is fresh in my mind at the same time, I guess. Brilliant. And in a few weeks time, you're also up for an award, aren't you, at the Football Content Awards? Yeah, um, next Tuesday. So, um, yeah, they were supposed to happen at the Spurs Stadium. Um, sort of, I think about a week ago they were supposed to happen, but obviously that couldn't go ahead, which is a shame because, you know, nice stadium, whatever. But yeah, Football Content Awards and we're up for Best Young Content Creator um, and we're up against some really tough opposition. But yeah, it's a shame the voting's closed now. But yeah, really looking forward to that next week. I think they're doing a live stream. So again, we'll be sharing details if anyone fancies watching that and giving us a bit of support. That would be... Um, Really appreciated. Fabulous, fabulous stuff. Um, so yeah, do go and check out Cobbers Vlogs on um well on YouTube. Go and watch the videos, go and make sure you subscribe and do all of that malarkey. And uh, give them all a follow on the Twitter and Facebook and everywhere else that, that they're at as well. Thank you very much for joining us, Matt. It's been an absolute pleasure having you no here. Worries. Thanks for having me on. It's nice to see and uh, nice to talk to you without me having a gin in my hand. Let's go. <laughs> Uh, Danny, as always, it's been a pleasure. Thank, Thank you. you very much. I um, hope you enjoy. Looking forward to our eggs. looking forward to our listeners' um, demographics changing this week. We might get some eighteen to thirties listening instead. Like <laughs> I never gave numbers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. You didn't. Uh, thanks very much to both of you. We are not going to be back on Friday for a preview show this week because there is a free weekend in the calendar. I know we've got Fleetwood next Tuesday, but we're going to take a little week off um, of the preview show, seeing as there isn't a Saturday game to preview. But on Wednesday night, if you're listening to this as we go out, Wednesday night will be our lockdown Zoom. So um, from around about, well, no, it will be from half past eight in the evening. Um, come and join us on Zoom if you want to just come and have a chat. Matt's been along to one with his dad. We just talk about anything and everything that you want to talk about. So if you're feeling a bit meh about this whole situation that we're going on right now and you just want 
somebody else to talk to rather than the cat, then pop along. Go and have a look at our Twitter feed, um, at Cobblers to Me, and our, our Facebook page, uh, facebook.com forward slash It's All Cobblers. That will give you the details and the Zoom link. Um, it's just, you know, an hour and a half to two hours of just having a chat. Yes, we talk about the Cobblers, but we don't have to talk about the Cobblers. We can talk about anything you would like. So please do come and join us. Really, really fun um, bunch of guys that, that we've had come in. Um, as I said, join us on the Slack. Sign up to the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me to sign up to the Slack. Um, what else have we got? I don't know. There's so much stuff going on at the moment. Um, good luck to the Cobblers against Rochdale. If you listen to this afterwards and we've stuffed them 5-0, brilliant. You can look forward to another positive pod next week. And that's what we're hoping for. Thanks very much for listening. We'll see you all next time. Support the podcast on Patreon by joining the It's All Cobblers to Me fan club. Every month, you'll receive access to exclusive bonus content, such as our Meet the Staff series, hear our player interviews before anyone else, and be invited to regular meetups. By joining the fan club, you'll be helping us to continue our sponsorship of NTFC women's player Abby Bruin and enable us to keep the podcast and all our other content going to the high standards you expect. To join the fan club, go to patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me.